how can you tell me you're doing everything right and then come back and tell me that you've eaten out every single night with dessert and alcohol? It's because we do this. We lie to ourselves. We do. We just lie to ourselves because we don't want to face the truth. Nobody wants to face the truth, especially if you're not doing the things that you know you need to be doing. Okay. It's just, it's normal to like want to avoid the truth. Welcome to the Balanced Fit and Free Podcast. I'm Rianne Mullins, your host, and you are in the right place if you are ready to learn how to live a life of balance through healthy daily actions and a positive mindset. As a Hashimoto's hypothyroid warrior, I will be sharing with you tried and true methods of keeping a balanced lifestyle to ward off inflammation, aching joints, brain fog, and weight gain. My very open and honest approach will have you leaning in to learn more. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm Ray Ann Mullins, your host. Thank you so much for being here. And you guys, I have a serious question for you today. I'm like very, very serious when I ask you, are you lying to yourself when it comes to eating well, exercising, and doing all the healthy things that you say you're doing? Okay, don't be mad at me for asking you that. Because here's why I ask you this question. I have recently been slipping. Yep, I'm slipping a little bit with some of my habits. My good habits of eating well, you know, most of the time, moving and working on my stress management have been a little shaky in the last few months. And, you know, I've never actually been one to claim being perfect because obviously I'm not and I don't think anybody is, but I've been proud of myself, you know, for many years taking good care of my health. I mean, even through some of my tough times, um, you know, like when I needed a pacemaker, I hung in there and did what I was supposed to do. And when I got my diagnosis of Hashi's, I've really been proud of myself for taking my health serious and doing it in a way that feels very realistic and attainable, manageable. And so anyway, recently though, I've, I'm feeling like not my best self, you know, um, I've gained a few pounds. Okay. Not a lot, but here's the thing. I can tell just truthfully that I've gained some fat. So my body composition has shifted a little bit. You know, I don't, I I would love to tell you that, you know, working on weights and all that has made me gain a few pounds of muscle, but you know, it's just not true. I just don't, (laughs) I don't think that's it. Um, But I also do have a lot of inflammation right now. So between the inflammation and, you know, this little few extra pounds besides the inflammation, I mean, it could be all inflammation, but I don't think so. I'm just not feeling awesome. Okay. So I caught myself though, the other night saying, well, a couple weeks ago saying to my husband, that, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I'm doing all the right things and nothing's working. And that I always feel puffy and I'm gaining weight and I feel terrible and I hate how my clothes fit and blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm sure that you can insert your feelings into this. Maybe you've had these similar conversations with your husband or your your spouse or your friends or like wife, whatever. And so, you know, I, I realized that I was being all pouty and frustrated and really acting like a victim as if I had nothing to do with my issues. Right. So after I got done talking about it and, you know, just kind of having a little hissy fit, I actually started laughing because I completely realized what I had just said and how it sounded. And then Brian also laughed 
And at that point, I think he laughed because he knew it was safe to laugh. <laughs> Had he laughed before me, he might have gotten in trouble. <laughs> so anyway, he laughed and he said, it sounds like you might need to treat yourself like you do one of your clients. And I was like, wow, Brian, that was actually a pretty good idea. So I agreed. It was time to stop lying to myself, stop being a victim and actually face the facts, you know, face the fact that I had started to slip up on some of my best healthy habits. And that's when I decided that what I would do is just pretend that I'm somebody else. And I mean, I decided that I would like start over or start fresh with my own personal goals, my current habits, and then make an assessment of what needed to change, just like I would with a new client or somebody that I'm working with or, you know, a friend or whatever. Like I wanted to like step outside of myself and actually take a true assessment of what I'm currently doing. And actually it was kind of fun. I mean, but not really fun at the same time same time because I had to fess up to myself the stuff that I was doing and I didn't like to admit it, you know, even to myself. So anyway, the first thing I decided to look at was my diet. You know, how was I eating? What have I been eating? How much? Did it make me feel good or bad? How much sugar was I eating? Was I drinking enough water? And so on. And then I looked at other lifestyle factors. You know, was I feeling stressed? Was I getting enough sleep? Was I taking time to rest my body between workouts and rest my mind, you know, from, from work and just worry? I also decided to take a look at my supplements. You know, was I staying consistent with my vitamins and my other supplements or had I been skipping them? Because I have been known to skip my morning ones for whatever reason. So after looking at my diet and my movement and my recovery and sleep and my supplements and my other life situations, I knew instantly why. I have been gaining weight. Like it's not rocket science. It really is not. So first I had not been, um, you know, getting in the amount of protein that works best for me. I had started to kind of get lazy with prepping proteins for the week. Okay. And this in turn was making it harder to get enough protein. I was grabbing smaller amounts and having to rely on shakes more you know, more often than I really should. So not enough protein was definitely like something I noticed. And I definitely need a higher amount of protein. The second thing I, I realized was that my water intake um, was starting to reduce quite a bit. So I switched over to a different water bottle. And there's something about the lid of it that I, I don't know, I guess I'm lazy. I don't like to unscrew the lid and I don't like how it feels and I just don't really love it. So I haven't, actually been drinking the amount of water that I normally, you know, had been. The third thing I noticed is I've been indulging more in sweets at night. And back in the day when I gained a lot of weight, like previous to my weight loss phase, like way back, that was one of the biggest things I did is I ate a lot of sweets, especially at night. And I've kind of started falling back into that, which kind of bothers me more than any of these other things. So anyway, I got to tell you though, that I have recently figured out how to make an amazing gluten-free, dairy-free, one serving size chocolate chip cookie in the air fryer. <laughs> I'm happy to share my recipe. Actually, it's not even really a recipe. I mean, it kind of is now. I just kind of threw some stuff together and it like turns out awesome every time. But the bad thing is I started making it almost every night. Like I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to admit it, but I did. So here's the thing though, it's one cookie that Brian and I split. But, you know, in my mind, I was justifying like, oh, it's just a half a cookie. 
but it's probably still, you know, 200 calories or more a night that I definitely didn't need. Okay. So I hope that you appreciate that I'm being honest with you. (laughs) Because even nutrition coaches and trainers and fitness instructors, we all have our things too, you know? That's partly why I wanted to do this podcast is I just want to be honest. I feel like the more honest and open we are about what we do, the better. And then we can share our stories and we actually help each other more by being honest. So, okay. The fourth thing I noticed is that I have been drinking a lot of, well, not a lot. For me, a lot. I've been drinking Fresca, like the soda lately in the afternoon. Okay. It's zero calories. It tastes amazing and it's especially good over crushed ice with a squeeze of lime. I love it. It's like having a cocktail with, you know, minus the alcohol. And even though it's low calorie or no calorie, essentially, um, I think that it's actually because it has a fake sweetener in it. I think that that, you know, is causing me to crave more sweets. And and I kind of knew this. But I kept doing it anyway. So when you have something like a fake artificial sweetener, and for me, it was in the afternoon because I was having that instead of a snack because I was trying to avoid eating, which also is another issue. I probably just should have eaten a, like a good meal, a mini meal. But I was having this instead, which was making me crave, I think, the nighttime cookies. Okay. No, not only were the cookies great, but I think that I truly believe it was triggering this artificial sweetener was triggering the nighttime craving for sugar. Okay. The fifth thing I noticed I was doing is that Brian and I love to read books together. Actually, I read the book because I'm a control freak apparently. And I like to read because I like to read it the way I read it. And I like to like be in control of how many chapters we read. So anyway, it's really fun, but we, you know, we get really into the book. And so we started like staying up later than normal and sometimes just 30 minutes later you know i i have a pretty strict bedtime rule of 10 p.m lights out but you know we started creeping into the 10 30 10 40 hour and you know even though that's not a lot less it it actually can add up over time and not be enough sleep i know that for myself okay so i was kind of lying to myself about getting to bed on time The sixth thing that is happening in my world is that our son is getting ready to go to college. Like this week, the week that this comes out, we will be empty nesters. And I'm actually kind of excited about it because it's like a whole new world for us, but I'm also very sad about it. So I think the emotional stress around this has caused some issue with my sleep, like AKA me avoiding like being quiet and wanting to read longer or watch TV longer and avoid like having the quiet time with my thoughts. And it also is leading to more emotional eating. Hence again, the cookies at night and just, you know, eating extra like carbs. I'm really crave carbs when I feel sad, which I think a lot of people do by the way, because we're looking for that endorse, you know, the endorphins or the dopamine serotonin, like kick that we get from sugar. So anyway, that's a major thing happening. And then finally, number seven, like these are the seven things I like looked at, you know, looked at myself and realized were happening. Um, Supplements. I actually ran out of one of my most important supplements and just didn't get around to reordering it. And that is, I know, I know for a fact that that causes problems for me. So I, you know, I didn't do that this time for whatever reason. I don't know if I just forgot or if I just didn't do it. I don't know. I can't tell you. 
So these were the things that I realized I was doing. And it's no wonder when I look at seven things that I was doing differently, even just a little bit differently, they're not terrible, but they're a little bit different than what I was doing. It is no wonder that I've gained a few pounds and do not feel my best. Oh, and I mentioned this maybe a couple of weeks ago or whatever, but I forgot that I, you know, I went a little crazy on my vacation in June and I had gluten, I had dairy, I had a lot of alcohol. So, you know, none of that goes well with my Hashimoto's or my physical goals. Okay. So that is an assessment. That's a true and honest look at what I'm doing and why I'm not feeling my best and why I'm off track for my goals and why, you know, I'm not where I want to be. So to get back on track, I decided to do five things. Okay. And they all kind of flow together. So the first is I need to face my emotions by trying to act like all is well all the time. I'm actually starting to, you know, eat my feelings, cookies, tight sodas, extra coffee here and there, grabbing, you know, an extra fry or two, making an extra serving of, you know, whatever. Okay. So the first thing I need to do is face my emotions, being mindful of, you know, why I'm eating, what I'm eating. The second thing is I've decided to go back to tracking my food again, just for a few weeks to get a handle on my portions and my protein amounts. I mentioned that one of the things I was doing is not getting enough protein. And for me, I like to eat anywhere between 130 to 150 grams of protein a day. And I, you know, I kind of, like I said, was doing an assessment and I think I was getting like maybe a hundred, which is better than nothing, but it was not the level that I needed. And here's the reason why when you eat enough protein, it helps um, lower your hunger and your cravings. And so it, especially for things like carbs and sugars and things like that. So not only was I having emotional eating going on, but here I was like not eating my protein and that was creating more, um, you know, cravings essentially. So I'm back to tracking my food again to make sure I get the Really, the thing I'm really focusing on is the protein. The third thing that I decided to do is make sure that I don't run out of supplements. Okay, so I got the supplement that I needed and I went ahead and got on track, like pre-ordered the ones that I'm about to run out of. If I run out, then the problem is it takes a while to get them, you know, get them. So if I don't run out, like if I get the next bottle before I'm done with the one, then I can't run out. So that again is kind of like planning ahead. Okay. The fourth thing is I decided to go back to the water bottle that I used to use where I could drink a ton of water because I love a straw. I can drink so much water if I have a straw. And the reason I stopped using a straw is because I started getting lip wrinkles <laughs> and I just decided that I'd rather have some lip wrinkles and get enough water than to be an old parched wrinkled up lady <laughs> in other areas. So, you know, I just, you know, I think hydration actually helps with wrinkles and lines in your skin. Right. Um, but then using a straw actually does like create like those crevices around your, your lips, but oh, well, going to have to deal with that. Um, and then the fifth thing that, I decided to do is go back to making sure that I plan and actually prep more meals, at least Monday through Friday. I was still writing out a menu, but I was starting to get lazy about actually like having 
some of the groceries available or having some of the meat prepped. I really do like to have some cooked protein available. And I noticed that, you know, not every week I was doing that. And so that was making it hard to get. And then just, it all like flows together. See what I'm saying? So I have been working on this now, like the new, the new five habits, like really like tracking, planning, um, use drinking the water again, really trying to pay attention more to my emotions. Like when I feel like eating, I ask myself, am I like hungry or is an emotion? Like, how am I feeling? What do I really need? I've really been working on this. I feel so much better. Okay. I've lost a few pounds, nothing like to like write home about, but I don't feel as bloated. Um, I literally, my legs were like swollen all the time filling. Um, and so that's gone down and you know, I, I just feel better. And those are not huge, huge adjustments, but I was no, I'm no longer lying to myself about what I was doing. Okay. I'm not like blaming anyone else. I'm not acting like a victim. I'm taking charge of what I need to take charge of. Okay. So I share all of this with you to give you some ideas of what you might be doing. You probably aren't doing the same things as me. And of course we have totally different lives and situations and emotions, but all in all as humans, we tend to have similar like reactions of, you know, what we do. So when I think about ways people lie to themselves, I came up with four main areas that I see with myself and with people that I work with. And, and before I tell you those, like speaking of working with people, I, I do the same thing with my clients. When someone comes to me and says, you know, Rianne, I'm doing everything right and nothing's working, you know, and they're always mad, <laughs> which I totally understand. So I, I nicely try to figure out where they're not being honest. And I mean, being honest with themselves, because I truly believe when people come to me and say, this just isn't working. I, I don't know, like I'm doing everything and it's not working. I truly believe that they believe that. I really do. Like, cause I get it. Like I just told you that I felt that way, but you know, usually once we go through what they're doing, we can find a few spots that need to be cleaned up a little bit. And oftentimes it's just because people are trying to do too much, like too fast. And so a lot of times we're just like pulling them back being like, all right, let's focus on this one habit. And it usually gets them going again. And then we can add more habits. But anyway, it happens all the time. And it's actually kind of funny because <laughs> I'm not making fun of anyone in particular, and I'm not being mean about my clients. This is just a very, very common thing that happens and has for years and years. I'll be with a client or even a friend or whoever, and they'll be like, I'm eating so well, I'm exercising, I'm going to bed, you know, I'm doing everything exactly how I'm supposed to, and nothing is working, you know, and I'm like, oh man. And then I gotta be honest, I always feel bad. I'm like, shoot, like I gotta like think of something, like I gotta help them. But then we'll be continuing our conversation. And a little bit later, they'll say things like, oh man, I've been having a bagel and latte every morning for two weeks. <laughs> and that's just an example. Like actually someone said that to me years ago, but that was an example. Or they might say things like, oh, have you watched, you know, whatever show on Netflix? I've been binging it and I haven't been getting to sleep till 1am most nights because I love this show and I can't stop watching it. Or they'll say things like, oh yeah, man, I've had two bottles of wine this week. And I'm like, um, <laughs> remember like 10 minutes ago when you just told me you don't know why you're not getting results and that you're doing everything right? do you hear yourself? <laughs> like this might be it. Or my favorite is, oh, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything right. 
but I've eaten out every night this week and had dessert every time and a drink. And I'm like, wait, like, how can you tell me you're doing everything right? And then come back and tell me that you've eaten out every single night with dessert and alcohol. It's because we do this. We lie to ourselves. We do. We just lie to ourselves because we don't want to face the truth. Nobody wants to face the truth, especially if you're not doing the things that you know you need to be doing. Okay. It's just, it's normal to like want to avoid the truth. So here are four ways, four common ways, and there's a lot more, but these are just four things that I'm going to share with you that I think people lie to themselves about. Okay. The first one is portion distortion, portion distortion. This involves like underestimating the actual amount of food that the person eats. Okay. People deceive themselves by thinking they're eating smaller portions than they actually are. And this can lead to consuming obviously more calories than intended. And so they might even try using smaller plates or bowls. You know, that's like a dieting trick, like use a small plate, but then they just tend to fill them up to the brim because it's a smaller plate. So, you know, they can add more (laughs) or they might conveniently ignore the high calorie condiments like mayonnaise things like that, or ranch dressing, um, or maybe snacks that they consume in between meals. I got to tell you, people all the time, uh, you know, forget about the ranch dressing. They might have three packets of ranch dressing with their French fries. They'll tell me they have the fries, but they don't mention the ranch dressing. Or they don't count things like ketchup and mayonnaise. But, you know, if you have four tablespoons of ketchup, that's actually a lot of sugar and calories that you're not accounting for. So this like portion distortion or avoiding like tracking or thinking about the small things that you're having, it all adds up. Okay. So oftentimes I have clients track their food intake so that we can get an idea of what they're eating. And I've found that many people don't track accurately. Oftentimes they totally underestimate what they're eating just like overall. And recently I personally started weighing some of the foods instead of like measuring, for example, like half a cup or a quarter cup or a tablespoon. I actually started weighing the grams of my foods just kind of for fun. And I discovered, and I was not very happy about this, but I discovered that I was eating almost double the amount of oats that I thought I was because the weight of the oats are different than the measuring cup. And Literally, I've probably been eating like almost double the calories in that one meal that I than I even knew I was. Like I totally was oblivious to it. And another area, just as a side note here, um, hummus. I've been eating what I thought was two tablespoons of hummus. I actually have measured it out before. Um, but since I've decided to weigh it, actually the serving size is about half of what. That is, it's about one tablespoon of what I was using as one tablespoon. So again, I was eating double the calories, even though it's a small thing, hummus, it doesn't matter. If you do that with everything you eat, that's a lot of extra calories. So I'm just throwing that out there. Portion distortion is one place that we either lie to ourselves or we just are oblivious or just don't realize what we're doing. So that's when I recommend tracking, at least for a short time, measuring or weighing your food, tracking so you get an idea of what you're doing so that you can really test yourself. Are you doing everything right or are you off? You know? Okay. The second thing is emotional eating rationalization. It's like emotional eating occurs when individuals 
use food as a way to cope with their emotions like stress or sadness or anxiety. And so people deceive themselves by justifying unhealthy food choices under, you know, the disguise of needing comfort. Or they'll be like, you know, I had a terrible day today. I deserve a treat. I deserve wine. I deserve a cookie. I deserve a cupcake. I deserve a Big Mac, you know, whatever the thing is. So this form of self-deception can lead to a cycle of overeating and absolutely hinder your weight loss or could even contribute to some weight gain. And I mentioned earlier that I've been trying to avoid how I feel about my son going away. So the cookies taste amazing in the moment and get me to forget how I feel, right? But that only lasts a few minutes before then. I not only feel sad still about my kid, but then now I feel kind of yucky about eating food I didn't need, right? So emotional eating, rationalization is definitely a thing. And we can talk about that. And in fact, I've done a whole episode or maybe even two at this point about emotional eating. So you can go back and look for those if you need more help in that area. And I'm sure I will cover that topic again because it's a biggie. The third one is using exercise as an excuse to eat. Okay. This involves overestimating the impact of exercise on your calorie expenditure. So people might lie to themselves by believing that a short workout session justifies indulging in high calorie foods or larger portions. Okay. So even though exercise is totally beneficial and awesome for overall health, it's easy to overestimate its calorie burning effects and underestimate the impact of dietary choices. Okay. So this can lead to a false sense of security. And like I said, all the other things can hinder your weight loss efforts. I remember, um, back in the day when I was training for a marathon, I thought it was the best time because I was burning sometimes 2000 calories in a long run, 2000 calories. I mean, assuming the watch was right, you know, so I'd go home and try to eat as much as possible. And I would eat crappy food too, because I felt like I deserved it. It was like, I just ran 18 miles. I can eat an entire pizza and cookies and drink a bottle of wine because I deserve it because I just did 2000 calories. I mean, I literally felt like that. So I know that people nowadays even just going to the gym for an exercise session, feel like they deserve it. Or a lot of people, um, you know, count back the calories they think they burned in their workout. They'll add back that in their food. And that is just not a good way to lose weight. Um, so just keep in mind that exercise is just really not a great tool for weight loss. Okay. Remember it's what you eat. It's your stress levels, it's your hormone health, um, way more than the amount of exercise that you do. Okay. And then the fourth thing is ignoring small indulgences. So people, you know, tend to downplay or disregard small indulgences and treats. So I kind of mentioned this actually earlier with like the ranch dressing, for example, but they might think that a single piece of chocolate or a small bag of chips doesn't really count, especially if they've been eating healthy otherwise. So, however, these like small indulgences can add up over time and sabotage weight loss efforts and also could make you gain weight. And this form of self-deception can stem from a lack of awareness about the cumulative effect of these indulgences. And, you know, I think this one's a fine line, though, 
between using a treat as a buffer food versus eating them mindlessly. So I used to eat a dark chocolate every night after dinner for a long time. I did it. Those Dove dark chocolates, I loved it. I could have one and I would like bite off a little piece of it and like just kind of, you know, let it melt in my mouth. And I really appreciate it. I loved it. It was a great little sweet treat that signaled to me that it was the end of my day and that eating was over and that was it. But then there for a while, I started to have like two and then it became three chocolates. And then, you know, next thing I know, it was like maybe five or six, seven. So there's a big difference in a 45 calorie dark chocolate and seven 45 calorie chocolates. That's about 270 calories difference. Get what I'm saying there? So, you know, it's like one thing if you really can stick to having a small treat versus, you know, getting to the point where you're like, oh, well, two won't hurt me. Three won't hurt me. You know, they might after a while. There's, there is a limit. Also, if you have one little bit of a treat food a day, it's, you know, it's okay, probably. But if you have a bunch of small treats, you know, throughout multiple times a day, that's a totally different story. Okay. So the four areas that I see people lying to themselves or not realizing that they're doing is portion distortion, um, rationalizing their emotional eating, using exercise as an excuse to eat, and ignoring small indulgences. Okay. All of these can be challenging to overcome, but just acknowledging them and admitting to yourself that you're actually, you know, aren't doing everything right is a great first step. It's super important to develop self-awareness, practice mindful eating, and seek out help when you really can't stop or you just don't know what to do or where to go next. So I asked you in the beginning if you're lying to yourself. Now, after hearing this, can you see anywhere in your day or your week that you're not being honest with yourself about your food or, or maybe other health habits? And what can you do today to make a small effort to change it? Small efforts consistently are going to win over time. You guys, thank you so much for being here. If you have just a moment, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever listening platform you prefer. You can probably just go like to the area and look for the subscribe or um, I think it just says subscribe on most of the platforms. Okay. And then you'll be notified whenever there's a new episode coming out. And honestly, the more people who subscribe, the more that it will be shared out in the universe of podcasts. And that is one way you can support this podcast and the free information that I bring you every week. So I would really, really appreciate it. And of course, I know I ask you every single time, but if you have just an extra minute, it would I would be so honored if you would support the podcast by just rating and reviewing it. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks again. And I will be back next week. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I am so stoked that you are here. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, I would love to hear from you.